Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Ignite Depot. My name is Milt Jones. I'm the senior pastor here, the lead pastor here at Ignite Depot in Jesus' name. We want to give God all the glory, the honor, and praise that is due his name, for this is truly the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be exceedingly glad in it in the name of Jesus. Man, there's nothing like the presence of God. There's nothing like the peace of God, and there's nothing like the love of God, which which passes and his peace passes all understanding and comprehension in the name of Jesus. Again, my name is Milton Jones. I'm the lead pastor here at Ignite Depot. So glad to hear have you here with us here tonight. Man, stop what you're doing right now. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to click on, get online right now in Jesus' name. Pat, send them the link to the podcast, send them the link to this to this uh, YouTube channel, you want to make sure that they get this word because I guarantee you this is going to be a word in due season that will ultimately change your life forever. So we're not even going to mess around. We're going to jump right into the word of God tonight and we're going to make our declaration in accordance to Isaiah 61 and 1, which says this. It says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open up the presence of them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day and vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. He says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, to all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father God in heaven, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we give you alone all the glory, the honor, and praise that is due your name. This is truly the day which you have made. We will rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Father, I thank you right now that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it will be in demonstration of spirit and power and signs and wonders. Father God, that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the Most High God. Father, I covenant with you for miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I covenant with you, Father God, that you have given the people eyes to see and ears to hear and their hearts are open and ready to receive the engrafted word of God that will ultimately change their life forever. Father, I thank you in advance for all that you will say and do through this broadcast. And it's in your son, Christ Jesus name we pray. Let us all say Amen. You say amen too. When you say amen, it means you are in agreement with that prayer in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, just before the broadcast tonight, God was really, he's really talking to me about a lot of things. And Dylan, he said, this is what I want you to share with my people tonight. So it's it's going to be a right now word. It's going to be a timely word. And, and, and you know what he said? It's through the simplicity of my word that burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed. So it's, it, he's, it's going to be sound so simple. It's going to be so simple that a child can do it. And if you make a decision from the very beginning that I'm going to tap into that word, I'm going to hear what it has to say, and I'm going to apply it to my life, I guarantee you, I'm not even trying to be deep. I'm going to guarantee you that it's going to change the way you see life going forward. And you're, it's going to change how you see yourself in Jesus' name. 
And and it's I'm I'm just ready to jump right in. Now, if I was to go give this message a title, the title of this message would be The Greatest Trick You Never Saw, Part Eight. I know part eight, uh, a tale of two worlds. A tale of two worlds. Now, last what the father said just before uh, service started tonight, he said this. He says, "I want." He says, "Milton, my people are being destroyed." In according to Hosea chapter four and six, he says, "My people are being destroyed for their lack of knowledge." And I was like, "Yes, sir." He says, "But he says, but because you have rejected knowledge." He says, it's not that knowledge is not being made available. It's not that information is not being made available. It's not that my word is not being made available to people. He says, but my people are reasoning the reasoning it out of how it applies to their life. He says, so I want you to put my people back in remembrance to the things that I have already said and the things I have already done in their life if they called on the name of Jesus. I said, yes, sir. I hear you. I'll do just that. He says, first of all, remind them. He says, all things are new. See, when you become born again, in accordance to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, it says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it says he or she is a new creation. Now, that word new creation means something brand new, something that has never existed before you say, but I'm 25 years old. I'm 30 years old. What do you mean? Something has not ever been before. Stay tuned. I'm going to show you exactly what that means. It says, when you get born again, when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, he says, you become a new creation. You become something brand new, something that's never existed before. He says, the old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now you says, what do you mean? What has passed away? What has become new? Stay tuned. I'm going to share it with you tonight in the name of Jesus. Now you got to understand that when you got born again, when you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you was transitioned into a brand new world. So you was and then we're going to share how, what that means. He says this in Colossians chapter one, verse 13 says, he, talking about the Father, has delivered you from the power of darkness uh, uh, and, and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son of love, or in, conveyed us into his kingdom. So you was once in the kingdom of darkness, but when you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you was transitioned or brought into the kingdom of God. So what are you talking about? Those old things are made new. He says, you were, you are a new creation because those old things, that old nature, when you was operating according to the kingdom of darkness has been, has been, has passed away. And now all things in you, your new nature, the, the God kind of nature that's on the inside of you has made you brand new new. See, when you was in, when you was living according to the world, before you received Jesus as Lord and Savior, by default, you operated according to the kingdom of darkness. 
by default, and I'm going to talk to you about that tonight. By default, you operated according to the kingdom of darkness. But when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, he says, I brought you out of that old nature. I placed you in the new nature, the new nature, which is in my son, Christ Jesus. And he says, he says, now darkness has no authority, no power, no dominion. That's what that word power. It has no power, no dominion, no rulership over you. Why? Because you are in Christ Jesus. Now, what do you mean the power of darkness? Darkness, what exactly does that mean? You see that a lot. If you're reading your Bible and it says darkness, you said he, he brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. You was once in darkness, so now you're in light. What does the word darkness mean? The word darkness here means where you were in a state which rendered you, rendered anything difficult for you to understand. And he also has made it where being, you have been intellectually clouded. In other words, it's hard for you to understand. And when you're operating in darkness, it's hard for you to understand that operating according to the kingdom of God. When people who are who are not born again hear about things that are the way things are done in the kingdom of God, it sounds foolish to them. This makes no sense to them at all. And he says, the reason why he says, because you're, you're, you're intellectual, you're, you're clouded. And he says, and, 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 he, and when you're in under the power of darkness, it makes things hard to be understood, particularly when you're talking about the kingdom of God. Now, what is a kingdom? You keep saying kingdom, Pastor. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is the sovereign rulership and governing influence of a king or a monarch over his territory or domain, impacting it with his will, his intent, and his purpose. When you were operating according to the kingdom of doctors, when all of us who were before we got born again, when we was operating according to the kingdom of darkness, we was under the rule of the kingdom of darkness. And I'm gonna tell you why that was. When you was under the rule of the kingdom of darkness, you were under the influence and those who are still not born again, they are under the influence of the adversary and he's impacting it with his will, his intent and his purpose. So Satan has a will, he has an intent and he has a purpose and it goes polar opposite to the things of God. And that's why when you're operating according, when you're still in the kingdom of darkness and you haven't received Jesus, your Lord and Savior, and you come over into the kingdom of God, when you see things done according to the kingdom of God, it is your your understanding about it is clouded. You're, you, it's hard for you to understand it. It makes absolutely no sense to you whatsoever. And you're like, man, those Christians are just playing out crazy. And it's not even so much as Christians being crazy. What it comes down to is because you haven't come over, into, you're still in darkness where things are clouded and it's hard to understand. You can't see. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter three, he says, except you be born again, you can't see, comprehend, or understand the kingdom of God or God's way of doing things, or God's influence, which is impacting uh, the, 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 the people with his nature, his will, and his purpose. Are y'all seeing that? Now, how did all that come about? You know, I, I always wanted to, how did all, how did the mankind end up in the kingdom of darkness in the first place? What went on? Well, you got to go all the way back to the garden of 
uh, to in the very beginning in Genesis chapter two, when God had given, he had created Adam and he, and he had made man in his image and in his likeness. And he had gave him authority over the earth. And he told man, he says, I want you to, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish and to subdue the earth. And he had authority and he operated on the earth just like God. And he had the nature of God and he operated just like God and he operated according to the kingdom of God. So he was operating according to the kingdom of God, according to the kingdom of his dear son. That's the same thing that you are. Once you get born again, you are transitioned back into. But what happened? What caused Adam to stop operating according to the kingdom of God? It's well, sure. I'm a, it's already up. God gave Adam one command. This is what he said to him in, in, in Genesis chapter two. Verse number 16, he says, and the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. He says, when the moment that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, you shall surely die. That word death did not necessarily mean that he was going to die physically yet, but what it means that the day that you sin, the day that you violate this command, the day that you go again, you rebel against what it is or revolt from what it is I said, God says, you will separate yourself from the kingdom of God. And what it means is you will, you will separate, your nature will be changed. And what you have to understand this is this, it says, when you are when you are born again, and when you he says you are made new, you are a new creation. He's not talking about your body yet, he's not talking about your soul yet, he's talking about your spirit, man. Your spirit, the real you, is, is made new. That old nature of sin is removed. And what happens when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit moves on the inside of your spirit, and he all things are made new. Now, how do you know that Adam, that when Adam and Eve violated this command, that their nature was changed? Well, if you go all the way down to verse 25, when it talks about how after God had made, uh, had created, made, created Adam and from Adam, he made Eve and he brought Eve to him and Adam looked, woke up. He said, whoa, man, talk about uh, a man with a wound. He says, "Down, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh." And then he says, "And they." In verse twenty-five, says, "And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. They was not ashamed. What does that word ashamed there mean? They were not confused by a consciousness of guilt or inferiority. When they saw each other naked, they was not like." Ooh, they wasn't trying to cover each other. Oh, let me cover myself because I'm naked. Why? Because they was clothed in the glory of God. What happened though? It talks about this in Genesis chapter three, verse seven, seven talks about how, how when man violated uh, God's command, when he had told him, hey, don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for the moment you do it, you're going to surely die. Your nature is going to change. You're going to separate yourself from my way of doing things. You're going to separate yourself from my nature and you will take on a new nature. How do you know that that's what that means? Well, if you go over to Genesis chapter three, verse number seven, it says this. It says, then the eyes of the, when they partook of the fruit, 
The serpent told him, hey, you won't surely die because God knows the moment you eat of it, you will be just like him, knowing good and evil. So Eve looked at it. She thought it was good to look at it. It looked like it was good to eat. It looked like it would make one wise. And so she ate of it. And she also turned to her husband, Adam, and he ate of it as well. Then what happened? Let's see what happened. Let's see if what when God's word says something's going to happen, it's going to did it really happen? In verse number seven, it says this. It says, then the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. Hold up. I thought they already knew that they were naked. They knew that they were naked. And guess what happened? They sewed fig tree leaves together and made themselves covering. And why was they, why did they cover themselves? Remember in verse uh Genesis 2 and 25, it says they knew that they were naked, but they was not ashamed. Why is it different now? They were still in a they were they were physically they was in a still state, but spiritually they had when they violated the king, the God, the command that God gave man, their nature was changed and they took on a new nature. How do you know they took on a new nature? Let's keep reading. They and they sewed fig trees together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord uh, God among the trees of garden. Now, think about this. Before they used to commune with God, they used to fellowship with God. They walked with God in the cool of the day when they were still operating according to the kingdom of God, when they still had the, the nature of God on the inside of them. But the moment that they sinned, the moment that they violated the, the command that God gave them, they took on a new nature. They took on the nature of the kingdom of darkness. And when they took on that nature, what did they do? They were no longer running to the presence of God, that but they began to run away. And God says so many of his people are doing that. When they miss it, they, they don't run to God. They run from his presence. And he says, that's backwards. He says, when you miss it, you run to me. He says, and I, I, I will receive you. And my arms are open towards you. And my heart is open towards you. He says, what can separate you from the love of God? Absolutely nothing. Now understand this. Love does not equal tolerance. Just because God loves you does not mean he accepts all the things that you do, but it never makes him not love you. Now, it goes on to say this. He says, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, Adam says, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And hold on. Now you see two things that have happened since they partook of the nature of the tree, of, uh, took of the, uh, partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They took on a new nature. Now they are dealing with shame. Now they're dealing with fear. None of those things are God. We talked about that last week, how fear and oppression and terror, according to Isaiah 54 and 13, do not come from God. He goes on to say, he says, I was naked and I hid myself. Then God said to him, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of, of which I commanded you that you should not eat of? In other words, did you go against what it is I told you not to do? And you went against what it is I, I specifically told you not to do because God said in the moment that you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die or you shall surely separate yourself 
from me. You shall surely separate yourself from the kingdom of God. You shall surely take on a new nature. Well, man, that don't seem that don't seem uh, cool. Think about this, though. God says it was written in Romans chapter five, verse 12 says this. It says because of one man's sin, because Adam sinned, he because of one man sin entered into the world and death through sin. Y'all see that? And thus death spread to all men because all sin. So you're saying that when Adam sinned, the death nature, the the the, the kingdom of darkness the, came upon not just Adam, but it spread to all men. How did it spread to all men? Because remember, there was only one man and one woman. So whatever was in that seed passed on to all the other seeds after them. A lot of people said, man, but that's not fair. That only seem right. But what happened, though? In Romans chapter 5, 17, it says this. For if by one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. So he's saying, as he says, even though Adam messed up, right after Adam messed up, if you read down at Genesis 3.15, God already told you how he was going to restore man back into right relationship with him, back into right position with him. He says, I'm going to by the seed of the woman who's going to come through a woman, she his seed is going to come. And Satan, you may try, try to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. He's going to take back the authority you believe that you have. He's going to restore my people back to right relationship and right position with me. And how do you know that he went, He was going to, God kept his word. When according to John chapter one, verse 29, it says this, how that the next day when John saw Jesus Jesus, who was the seed who came through the womb of Mary. Remember how God chose Mary and Mary brought forth the son, Jesus, and she brought forth the son, Jesus. And when John seen Jesus walking, he says, behold, the Lamb of God who does what? He takes away the sin of the entire world. Remember, by one man's sin, death reigned. By one man's sin, the adversary had the keys of, uh, to, 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 to death in the grave. But by one man's obedience, the fact that Jesus Christ came and he bore it all by his obedience, the keys of death, hell, and the grave were taken away from the adversary. Now he no longer has the keys of death. Now he, he, his, he has no authority, but he wants to convince you he still has all power. But he doesn't. In fact, if you're in Christ, you have you have authority over him. And I'm going to share that with you here in just a moment. Understanding Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Again, he says this. He says, for by if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through Christ Jesus. So in order for you to reign in life, what do you have to do? You have to receive Christ Jesus. See that? 
The adversary thought he had you behind the eight ball. He thought you had, he had you blind like the blind minds, but God says he will never be outdone. He says too many of my people are being destroyed because they believe that they're still operating according to the kingdom of darkness, believing that they don't have a choice, that they got to act like the world. They got to perform like the world. They got to conform to the world. But God says, I have already made you an overcomer. He says, I've already brought you out of the kingdom of darkness. I've transitioned you into the kingdom of my dear son. He said, and as a result of you being transitioned in, in my king, my son, he says, you in Christ, you are an overcomer. The adversary has no authority over you. He has no power over you. In fact, it says this, glory be to God. He says this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says this. He says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. It says this, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, if you are in Christ, you have already overcome the world. What does that word overcome mean? It says you are already, you are already able to subdue, over able to, to conquer. You are over able to prevail. You already have ability to get victory. Doesn't that sound a whole lot like Jesus? God said in the very beginning when he says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 when he says this when he says and man I will bless you and he says and you I you will be fruitful and you will be uh, uh, multiply, you will replenish and you will subdue. What does that mean? You should subdue, you will over Come. In other words, you have all authority. He says, when you, even though Adam lost it back in the Garden of Eden, when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus paid the price for every sin, past, present, and future. He paid it all. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For he, for our sake, he became he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, we're in right standing with God, not in the sweet by and by, not when we all get to heaven. What a glorious day that's going to be. If you're born again right now, if you're in right standing, if you're if you have received Jesus right now, you are a new creation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your old has passed away. That old unrighteous nature has passed away. That old sin nature has passed away. Behold, everything about you is made new. You're the head, not the tail. You're above only. You're never again going to be beneath. In fact, he says this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, he says this. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Greater is the, the, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. Greater is the Jesus that's on the inside of you. Greater is the Christ that's on the inside of you. Then he talking about the adversary, talking about the, the Satan, talking about his imps, talking about uh, the principality. He says, greater is the one who's on the inside of you than he that's in the world because you are in Christ Jesus. And because you're in Christ, you're an overcomer. Now, and I know a lot of people, when they hear the word world, when they says, you know, greater is he 
that's in you than he that's in the world, that you have overcome the world. He says many people, when they, they say the word world, they're thinking about the universe or with the moon or with the stars and with the planets or with the nations around the earth. But when God is saying the word world, he is referring to systems. When you're talking about the world, you're talking about orderly arrangements, morals, customs, manner of men, practices of life, carnal states so, and corruption. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that's a part of this uh, uh, orderly arrangement. These morals, the customs of the world, the manner of men, the practices of life, the carnal state or the corruption. Greater is he that's in you than any of the corruption that's all around you. He says this about you. He says, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror. Who's more than a conqueror? Through him who loves us. Who's him who loves us? Who loved you? Jesus loved you. God loves you. You got to also understand this. In accordance with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How are you going to get the victory? You're going to get the victory through our Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Remember, God's original tent was this in accordance to Genesis chapter one and verse 28 says that he, then God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God created you to dominate. God created you to rule. God created you to have authority. He created you to always be producing, always be increasing, always be filling and refilling, and also to, to subdue. God says this. He says, when I'm talking to you about subdue, he says, I'm expecting you to conquer by force or the extortion of superior power and bringing it to permanent subjection to reduce under dominion. So when he says, I have given in Christ, you are an overcomer in Christ. I've given you the ability to subdue, to conquer by force or extortion of superior power. The greater one is on the inside of you. If you're in Christ, the greater one is on the inside of you. He always causes you to triumph. He always causes you to get victory. He always causes you to overcome, but you can only overcome when you are in Christ Jesus. Remember, when you became, when you got in Christ Jesus, you became a new creation. All those old things passed away. That old nature, that old way of doing things, that old way of submitting to things passed away. You have become brand new because in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ, you're an overcomer. In Christ, you are victorious. In Christ, you are a conqueror. In Christ, you've already been given the ability to conquer by force or extortion of superior power to bring into permanent subjection anything that's operating according to the kingdom of darkness. And this is the last scripture I'm going to share with you. He brought you from, from night to day. At one point you was in darkness. At one point you was you're, you was blinded. At one point you could not understand. At one point you was you was ignorant to the things of God. He says, but but when you got in Christ Jesus, he says that old way passed away. The light 
the light will shine and you receive you were illuminated and now now that you're in Christ you can comprehend perceive and understand God's way of doing things it says in here it says for you were once darkness you was once blinded you once did not understand you once could not see he says but now now that you're in Christ, he says, now you are light in the Lord. He says, walk as children of the light for the fruit of the spirit is in all godliness and all goodness, righteousness and truth. He says, finding what is acceptable to the Lord. You was once in darkness, but now you're in the marvelous light. You was once blind, but now you can see. In Jesus' name, glory to God. You're not the old you. You're not that old thing. You're not just an old, dirty, low-down, dirty saint. You're an old sinner saved by grace. That ain't you. That's not, that, that You used to be an old sinner, but once you got in Christ, you're no longer a sinner. Who's a sinner? What's a sinner? Someone who practices, habitually practices the lifestyle of sin with no, no, no thought about repenting, no thought about making a decision to turn away, no thought about changing that old way, no thought about walking in the new. They're content with living in the old. But God said this, he says, you was once darkness. He says, but now if you're in Christ, you're in light. You're in light. You're in light. You have been illuminated. You are in light. You can now see, perceive, and understand the kingdom of God. You're no longer subject to the kingdom of darkness, but you have overcome it. You have overcome it in Christ. If you are in Christ, you have overcome the world. But what's the first step? You got to get in Christ. Man, all that sounds good, but if you never get in Christ, man, it ain't going you just go. You just will just be, become religious and go through a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, rituals, and nothing about your life has changed. But I want to give you an opportunity to change that right now. I want to give you an opportunity to step out of the kingdom of darkness and step over into the kingdom of His dear Son. I want you to give you an opportunity to receive uh, uh, the forgiveness of sins right now and become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How do you do that? How you go about doing it, man? I'm so glad you asked. And according to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, the word of God says this. It says, for the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's the word of faith, which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. But with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Man, let's get it right. Let's not waste another day. Let's, let's not wait another time. Man, let's not continue to operate according to the old world's way of doing things. Let's step all the way into the new. Why do you, why did he call this a tale of two worlds? Because you have the the king the dark the kingdom of darkness world, and then you have the kingdom of God world, and they are two totally different uh, things. All together. It's kind of like when you watch the movie Matrix. You have one that's when they think in their machine, and then there's another that they believe is their reality. I'm telling you, the things of God are realer than anything you can see in this natural world. And God says, I want to give you an opportunity to, to receive his son right now. Give you an opportunity to step out of the old that you may begin to walk in the new. 
How do you do it? Pray this prayer after me. Confess it out of your mouth. Mean it from your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in a grave, but now he's risen. He's alive right now. Lord Jesus, save me now. I receive your offer of forgiveness right now. I'm born again. Right now, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right now, I'm in right relationship with God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time or you prayed that prayer and rededicated your life, man, we want to welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you into the things of God, welcome you back into right relationship with God. Man, what do you do now? Now that you are born again, now that you have transitioned from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, what do you do now? Man, you got to get in a word-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, but also teaches you about the love of God and about the kingdom of God. Man, I know that Ignite Depot is such a place. So if you want to join us here each week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 Eastern Standard Time, we'd love to have you and take you line upon line, precept upon precept, giving you the word. That way you can go back and you can listen to this message again. You can get our, check out the podcast at Ignite the Number Two Life ignite the number two life podcast and not only hear this message but also hear other messages but you will also replay this broadcast tomorrow morning at 9 30 eastern standard time so that you'll be able to feast on the word because guess what you got to hear the word at least seven times before you will actually believe it but when you believe it nobody will ever be able to take it from you now on behalf of the entire Night Nation and Pastor Jew and myself, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember this: you, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Now, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye bye.